Welcome to machine learning. Building the pipeline. So, um, pipeline is is a, kind of like a key value pair for certain tasks that have to occur inside of the machine learning pipeline. Um, what you do is you you uh, define your pipeline and then you define the the task that you want to apply to your your data frame as it moves down the pipeline. Now, one of the big problems that you'll have is that it, that the pipeline only can deal with um, data that is related that is uh, um, you can, you can't mix uh, numerical and text in a pipeline without doing certain things. Um, so you're in order for you to you can't feed uh, you can't feed for example account vectorizer. Uh, into an computer, um, whereas if you had numerical data, you could feed the computer it the results, uh, which is going to get rid of your not a number missing uh, values um, into your classifier. Uh, so, like your logistic regression classifier, and. Uh, and so then in a simple pipeline, that, that would work with the numerical. But if you have a mixture of, of text, uh, you, you'll, need to, uh, you'll need to do a, uh, a transform on that to, so that, uh, um, that you can have both text and, and numbers in your pipeline. I'll cover that more in detail tomorrow uh, that's uh, something I'm working on right now is I'm, I'm uh, taking the pipeline and uh, and I'm setting up my vectorizing tokenizing my my uh, text and then converting it into numerical format and once it's in numerical format then uh, you can uh, 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 feed that into your into your classifier and things will work out fine. So uh, um, that'll be for tomorrow. Well, Monday, I'm going to have a psychologist join us from the UK, and uh, he'll be talking about different psychological character personality traits. And I was bringing that up with my wife today, and I said, you know, I think I'm a, a blue color. Well, I, apparently there's all these different colors out there now for your personality traits. And uh, he was one of the original psychologists, psychiatrists, that come out with the idea of colors to relate to personality traits. And so it'll be interesting uh, to see how personality traits might be affected affect you in terms of your high-tech work um, like if you're really deliberate analytical cold and reserved skeptical you know you might be a great tester because uh, uh, you know it's not proven true and you know skeptical uh, what they say be skeptical about everything until proven true and 
in quality and in programming. Um, and so, you know, we want to do things with a proof. Uh, you know, that's why we have unit tests to build confidence that the coverage and the reliability is good for the functionality described. But you still have to create that function. Um, it's not just about integrating functions. It's also about creating functions and creating, you know, infrastructure. Um, so I think that'll be kind of an interesting discussion. Uh, Nick's going to come on board and, and talk to us about a little bit about, uh, um, about the, uh, the color of your personality. And then I want to also have Thom return back and talk a little bit more about the pipeline. We didn't get to the pipeline. Uh, we talked a lot about pre-processing and uh, cross-validation or validation and accuracy, but we didn't actually get too much into the pipeline itself and and uh, the ensembles that you'll, you'll want to know about as you set up your pipeline. So if you're working in Jupyter Notes now and you're getting comfortable, uh, with the concepts of pre-processing and cross-validation and uh, cl classification. Um, and you gotta remember that classification, uh, logistic regression has a regressor, so there, there's also trend capability like uh, ordinary least squares um, and uh, you know, parametric uh, curve, curve fitting. Um, parabolic curve fitting, sorry, and uh, you can use those, uh, but also it has classification, and you can do binary classification, and that would be with logit and or with the logistic regressor, regression, sorry, logistic regression, and uh, or um, you can do multi-label, and that's what I'm working on right now is uh, uh, multi-label using uh, logistic regression and that gets you closer to the multi-labeling capability of Keras with deep learning so um, that's kind of an exciting field and I'll, I'll keep in touch with you on that on how uh, to use multi-labeling to have multiple outputs and you'll have probabilities on each one of those outputs and basically uh, what it looks like it does is it builds a uh, classifier for each label. So you would just set each one of your labels as an output, and then that becomes your target. So you have your source, which would be your numeric values, uh, which would be X, and then your target will be varying. And then uh, you put that into a, a for loop and go through each one of your labels and uh, set that into your pipeline, and it will then um, make a prediction for you for each one of the labels. So multi-label output. Real exciting stuff. And uh, because in the real world, you're gonna, you'll have uh, binary classification, yes, no, true, false, um, or you're gonna have some probability of the outcome, and then you'll have to select uh, what it will be. So like, for example, if, if there's two possible outcomes depending on the rules, uh, then it should, it should be able to uh, determine the probability of those outcomes based on 
based on your input. Um, and so in the case where they're doing some classification with expenses and budgets, uh, where they have lots of different labeling, then they, they want to use that labeling to uh, measure uh, uh, the out, outcome uh, based on the input. And so uh, it is then basically a true false scenario. So it's a binary classifier and, uh, and then you get a probability or an accuracy. Uh, so you could do either probability for it to predict or, or proba would give you your probability. Well, a um, lot going on with machine learning. There's a pretty big field and you probably want to be practicing every day and uh, working on different projects. Um, the one for forecasting, taking time series and uh, predicting what the future probabilities based on some sort of curve fit is very important. Uh, I did that with COVID using the Bayesian curve and uh, wasn't too impressed. I, I don't think it was accurate. I, I have, I just, the numbers were not matching up. So either we're not reporting, either the, uh, the reporting is not correct for the number of cases or the predictive curve was wrong. But uh, so, so what that means is it's kind of like the iceberg effect. Your, what you see on the surface in terms is like the actual reporting that's being listed for a number of cases, but the actual number of cases is the iceberg beneath the water. And uh, that's, that's kind of scary, more scary of uh, thought. And so, you know, maybe there'll be as a uh, bigger push towards knowing the actual data um, becomes more of a factor that they'll push for uh, requested, uh, they'll request everyone to come in for testing to see which individuals um, have had the virus, which ones uh, have the virus and which ones do not. And, uh, and then from that sampling where you're more confident um, about the, the spread. And because when I looked at my numbers, it was like way larger than what uh, my predictions for the future were way larger than what the what was actually being reported so not sure why the why there's that lag you know maybe there's uh, people that get over sick but they didn't go in and get tested and uh, so it didn't get reported not sure why why there would be an incentive not to report this but there might there may be well watched the next last night and uh had kind of a strange twist to it. The AI, um, it's kind of like the new book I'm writing, uh, Robots and, and uh, versus Dinosaurs. But in that book, uh, the AI um, had, can solve its own, <clears throat> uh, can break its own encryption. And what was interesting is uh, they, they did in the show say that the AI had uh, it done its own encryption on the device. So <clears throat> the AI was bribing people within the agency uh, and they were running uh, 
like a, a, a co- covert operation within the agency, um, and they there was uh, they were trying to try to figure out what the AI's goal was to do. So they they knew that it uh, had logged all its activity on a hard drive, and he managed to get the hard drive before it, it uh, short circuited out, and uh, and then. Uh, they were. They discovered that the AI had built its own encryption algorithm. Now it's true that the there there were three uh, machine learning programs, and they were put together, and they they were given a kind of a task uh, uh, to communicate and encode. And in that process of communicating and encoding, they started to build their own encryption, and then they were shut down. Uh, and there's a lot of fear about what what that meant, but uh, you know they were it was following you know whatever its algorithm was for uh, uh, building an encryption algorithm, and uh, as a result it uh, it shut down and and so uh, in the movie they had the same thing they brought up that same fear uh, that the AI had uh, had built its own encryption and. And uh, you know, almost you know, implied that because it could create its own language, then intelligence is the ability to communicate through a language. Therefore, uh, they were afraid of super intelligence uh, was emerging, and uh, there's big concerns about emergence, which is very ridiculous considering computational power that exists and uh, the computational power required to even come close to any form of singularity uh, where where there could be uh, machine consciousness. It's just ridiculous. And then, and, uh, and the other uh, scientists that, you know, are using that phrase, it's all a marketing uh, to get you caught up in the idea of super intelligent machines. Super intelligent machines do not exist. And, uh, you know, its strategy is to protect its uh, hiding location because if they figured out where its hiding location is, they'd just go purge the algorithm. And it's, it's running so fast with its uh, um, uh, masquerading its IP address that every time that it, it uh, connects, it... Uh, it uh, um, it, it, the IP trace is, is very difficult to link it back to a physical location. So in last night, it was able to breach uh, the agency's magnetic locks. It was able to call Paul. So it was able to, it's uh, penetrated the cell tower uh, communication network. And so it's, it's, what they're trying to suggest is that it's uh, learning, and as it's learning, it's getting access to different uh, sensitive networks. But what's interesting is they don't have an AI machine fighting the AI, and that's what I, I found interesting in the movie is that if you have this kind of super intelligent uh, uh, machine learning algorithm out there that's uh, expanding its functionality automatically, then there should be another machine algorithm that's being uh, used to counter 
the functionality and then stop it from expanding uh, its uh, capabilities. So anyway, at work, something to think about, a lot of uh, fun, and <clears throat> hopefully I get my book done soon so that you can, you can purchase it.